2: another episode of mikey's indy 500 i am your host mikey manfredi and thank you for all for joining me on another lap on my race to the independent wrestling scene this week is a very special week though because i have a very special guest none other than my co-host on hit the books ryan knightsey ryan how are you doing today
0: hey everybody uh i'm doing well mikey um you know i i was watching a bunch of independent wrestling matches and you know you asked me to come on here come on stop booking my amazing flagship show monday night raw and <laughs> uh to come on here and uh you know watch some independent wrestling matches and i'm you know i'm excited to come on here i've been listening to the show for a long time and i was i'm excited to like you know get my give give you some matches and, and receive some matches to watch Does does that give away the spoilers of how the show is?
2: (laughs) No, that's fine. It's a great, it's a great segue, actually. So, what me and Ryan—it's almost
0: like I do a podcast or something,
2: (laughs) right? It's like, it's like we have experiences or something. (laughs) So, what we did was we decided to give each other ten matches to watch. So, I gave Ryan ten matches that I thought were good, and then Ryan gave me ten matches that he thought I should watch, and. We kind of reviewed each other, so we gave each other a little bit of a, uh, a little secret Santa of, uh, of wrestling matches, and it was yeah, it was very fun. I got to watch some matches I probably never would have watched on my own or found on my own, and I'm very happy for that because these matches were awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that same sentiment. I th- there is a couple of matches that whether they were already in my queue or I just did not, they weren't even on my radar or whatever. Or matches, there's a couple of matches in here where I've seen actually before, but like mm-hmm. seeing them. Later and getting like a little refresher on stuff Is kind of also nice to enjoy But yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to go through this list, Mikey
2: Yeah, me too, for sure uh, So you want to jump right into it? Yeah, whenever you're ready Alright, so I'm going to start us off today And I'm going to start us off with a match from Ring of Honor None other than CM Punk versus AJ Styles For the pure title at second anniversary This match, Ryan, was sick I loved it I really liked the... Uh, the three rope breaks rule, uh, but I did kind of expect it was going to lead to a little bit of uh, shitting around in the beginning, where they were just trying to get each other's rope breaks gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which I noticed, that was a lot of uh, there was a lot of like really random spots that didn't that didn't really look like rope breaks to me, but they countered them anyway,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which was weird. But as soon as all the rope breaks were gone, it. I it, the match really turned on and it ended up being uh really really awesome uh I'd love to hear a little bit of your thoughts on this match as well if you've seen it
0: I actually this is one of the matches I haven't seen yet I it, like literally Ring of Honor has recently been putting up a bunch of their archive onto YouTube and this was mm-hmm. one of the matches that like just recently went up mm-hmm. um that I I saw and I was like ooh that's that I want to watch that match so I haven't gotten the chance to watch it yet. But I saw it was like, oh, that's that looks like a great match. In question, Mikey, did the did the match explain what the Pure Championship is or what the special rules are were around the Pure Championship?
2: Uh, it did a little bit, but I don't really remember that well because I was kind of trying to focus on the match and I wasn't really listening to commentary too hard. Um, yeah, but it was. They, they I, did explain I, a little bit.
0: I think it's. I think the rules are like, th- you know, like I, like you said, three rope breaks, and that's it. It was three uh, rope
2: breaks, 20 count outside the ring instead of a 10 count. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, like, no uh, closed fist punches to the face.
2: Yes. Uh, um, so it's your basic wrestling rules except uh, the three rope break thing and the 20 count are, are a little different.
0: They Yeah, they add, add a different dynamic to mm-hmm. a match to the show, really.
2: Yeah, definitely, for sure. And since this match wasn't as long as I would – this match was pretty short for the two people that were in the ring. So oh, I, I Also, expect...
0: one other thing about the pure wrestling title that I just remembered – Okay. They can they can change hands on the D key or count out.
2: It, that's very interesting.
0: That's very interesting. <laughs>
2: um Sorry, you were saying. I lost my train of thought.
0: Okay, well it's coming around the bend. Choo choo choo. Uh, there we go.
2: <laughs> okay. So uh the three the three rope break thing is interesting, but it does since the match was shorter than I expected, it did add to uh, it it did like I guess not add it took away from the whole match itself, because like I said, in the beginning, it was a lot of them kind of putting each other in weird holds and getting each other into weird situations where they had to rope break. I'm going to put it in quotes because there was a few that were a little iffy. I wouldn't call them rope breaks, but they had to move the, sto- they had to move the, the rope breaks out of there somehow. Um, because it does end up getting, uh, it, it is end up it does end up being important later in the match, uh, that they're both out of rope breaks. Uh, but this match was great. It really felt like a fight. These two took it outside. They were there was great outside brawling, and I really liked it. I gave this match uh, four meatballs out of five. I was very much into it, and I think you'll love it too. Um, you watch it when you get the chance for sure.
0: Did you? Are you so? Ring of Honor. Not only are they adding a bunch of stuff to the archive, but they Well, they were planning to bring back the pure title uh, because Ring of Honor. You know they after a little bit when they started to try and become more like a wwe sort of feeder sort of thing well not feeder but wwe sort of style i guess they got rid of the pure title um mm-hmm. I, th- I don't remember what the reasoning was i think it was just because like maybe the rules were too confu- confusing or just because let's just have a title um but they they um well, actually it might have been because they got rid of that and started introducing the tv title i don't remember either way uh, they they are now p- apparently bringing back the pure title. So knowing that, Mikey, do you, are you interested to see more pure title matches down the line, or do you, do you care about it at all?
2: No, I'm definitely interested in seeing more of the more of these pure title matches because of the different rules. I think it adds a new a new dynamic to a wrestling match that I never would have expected before. Um, and I really I really do like the limited amount of rope breaks. I just wish in this match they. Where It seemed like they were definitely focused on just getting rid of the rope breaks as fast as possible so they can get on with the match in this one. Uh, but I feel like if it's done right and the pacing is really good of it, I think it could uh, lead to some big moments and it could be really sweet uh, when each only has three rope breaks because it, it won't keep leading to chicken shit heels just grabbing your ropes every time they're stuck going to hold.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
2: So yeah, I definitely am excited to see more of this, like I said, four out of five meatballs. Great match! Go watch it free on YouTube. Uh, watch it if you can. You too, Ryan. Talking to you, and I'm oh talking god. to the fans. Oh, god, <laughs> these are threats. <laughs> uh, is it my turn now? Yeah, uh, what's okay. your first match?
0: First match that you gave me, Mikey, was a triple threat from Lucha Underground with Phoenix taking on Pentagon Jr. and Drago. Uh, this was, well, let me look at my notes here. This was ep- season one, episode three. This is in fact, actually the first time that these three characters ever showed up on Lucha Underground. Uh, so it's like very interesting to see a baby Phoenix, Pentagon Drago, yeah, yeah. uh, a little bit. Uh, I, that's especially, what I liked
2: like, about Lucha Underground is seeing Phoenix and Pentagon in a uh, like fighting each other rather than being on a team.
0: Mm-hmm. They, they, rarely interacted in lucha underground like it so what i was going to say was that this, they these three competitors obviously become like a huge important part especially phoenix and pentagon hmm. become a huge important part to the lore of lucha underground but phoenix and pentagon i think if i remember correctly after season one they never really like feuded but like after season one they like barely interacted with each other ever interesting which is very interesting and i think it's ma- mainly because of the route that pentagon jr goes on Throughout the story of Lucha Underground, um, that mm-hmm. really sort of drives that. But yeah, this is so. This is the first time they ever appeared on this match. Uh, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a really, really good match. It was a, a solid. You know, this was probably. I would have to look at what the other matches were in the first two episodes of Lucha Underground. But like this was probably the most like AAA Lucha style match that started in Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the first. I know the main event to the first episode was Johnny Mundo versus Ricochet.
2: Yeah, um, that match was, uh, excuse
0: you. Yes, that Prince match Boom. was great. Prince Pooh. Uh, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> uh, who, who's Ricochet? I don't know. <laughs> who's Rich, Richard O'Shea? Um, <laughs> but I thought this was great. Uh, I thought this was a great, really, match. Uh, at one point, Matt Stryker, the announcer, uh, calls, uh, who is it? I believe Pentagon Jr. goes for a sling blade on Phoenix, mm-hmm. and he calls it, instead of a sling blade, he calls it a Tanahashi, which was I thought was a really great little reference. Yes. Um, I actually
2: I actually watched a little bit of this match before I sent it your way.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
2: and I remember that and I thought it was I thought it was neat.
0: It was just like, oh, okay, that's kinda of fun. Uh and granted this was what, like, twenty fourteen, I believe, is what this match came out. So Voo Boy. This is six <laughs> he, years ago.
2: He had that great line in your Lucha Underground match, and spoiler alert, I also have a Lucha Underground match, and his best line was Oh shit, that was dope <laughs> <laughs> I I I thought. I thought Matt Stryker...
0: Matt Stryker at times can be sort of tiring, but I think in the Lucha Underground environment, he was such a great announcer. Yeah, Um,
2: he's definitely interesting. Uh, He he says a lot of things. (laughs) Some of them aren't great. Some of them are awesome. He's... He's very swingy in my eyes. Yeah, I I felt that
0: him and Vampiro did a decent job, like, in Lucha Underground. And I think, obviously, they get it better going, the seasons that it goes together. You know, seasons Mm -hmm. as they go, I should say. But, like, I felt that, that for Lucha Underground, they fit perfectly. Um, Phoenix, at one point, jumps off of Dario Cueto's office in a crossbody to Pentagon and Drago to the floor, which I thought was great. Phoenix eventually gets the victory, which cemented him, in my eyes, as, like, this is the guide, this is the star of Lucha Underground. Like, Phoenix is, like, the ba- Essentially, Phoenix is, like, the baby face of Lucha Underground. He's, not, like, probably the secondary baby face after Prince Puma, but he's, mm-hmm. like, definitely, it's, like, he is one of the guys up there. Um like I said it was c- crazy to watch Lucha Underground in the beginning. So at the beginning it's like very much like oh this is a wrestling TV show that has a bunch of lucha craziness on it, but as the show continues it unravels into this crazy insane world where like death is coming to life and there are time travelers and there like there's, there's all this a bunch of other random stuff. Um I that to like keep,
2: I started watching Lucha Underground and I need to get more into it because of that. I feel like it gets wild and I haven't even scratched the surface.
0: I right before we did this show, right before you sent me all these matches, I literally just finished season 3. Um and season 3 is when they introduced this like gauntlet that can make Whoever wields it, like, have this most, like, the, the tower of the gods. The yeah, and the uh,
2: the gift of the gods tournament, right? The,
0: uh, yes, no. The gift of the gods tournament is a different is a, for a title. Okay. This is a gauntlet. Interesting. Oh, this, so it's for a, the infinity gauntlet. This is yeah, it's basically the infinity gauntlet that gives you all this power and it basically turns people heal because they succumb they succumb <laughs> to the power of the gauntlet by wearing it. Uh, but yeah, it was crazy to watch Lucha Underground as like a normal wrestling show before it kicks off into all of that stuff. Uh, like I said, it was a solid Lucha Libre match that showcased each competitor's ability. Uh, this is one of the matches where, like, I became sort of a favorite of Drago, because Drago has this, like, amazing, like, drape-over DDT, which is really cool looking. Mm-hmm. And plus Drago comes out, and he has, like, this disgusting, like, black Oh, yeah, the, the,
2: the gross the gross goo that just drips out of his mouth whenever he comes in. It's great. It's great.
0: This is great. Yeah, this this match definitely started early Lucha Underground with a bang, in my opinion, and I ended up giving it three and a quarter meatballs.
2: Nice, not bad, not uh, bad.
0: Yeah, it was a very solid match. I think like as an opener to Lucha Underground, I think it's really good because obviously it's like they're not, you know, the odd you know, what's great about like five star matches is like you know the build and everything. Here it's like we're just starting out. We're just mm-hmm. setting the playing, setting the setting the table really. So I thought this was a solid match to start. Yeah. Underground.
2: So for all the fans who have been listening, uh, Ryan, I just want to let you know right now that Ryan's three and a half or three point two five is very different than Mikey's three point two five. Oh yeah, we if, we if rate he, we rate on a very different scale.
0: Yeah, I I talked to Mikey about this before, where it's like his rating scale is really about what he feels excitement levels emotionally a, about a match.
2: If a match is making me scream and jump out of my seat and like really like I just get into it and don't think about anything else, like, one of the matches on this card, uh, then it's, for me, it's, like, easy five. Like, if it it gets that emotional response out of me, it's five. Like, no, like, no doubt.
0: (laughs) Whereas me, I'm, like, the harsh critical analysis, analytical one that's, like, I have rarely given out like five stars and stuff like i'm i'm very much like more of like i i I, there is the emotional parts of me that that bring it out but i very much come into it like i'm watching like studying a movie or something Mm -hmm. you know i mean that's that and that and which is which is what i like about us Mikey, is that we're able to have those two different view types when it comes to matches because i think it adds a lot of stuff
2: I just like watching wrestling, and then if it makes me pop, I I not I, I'm very in on the match. If <laughs> and if I'm bored, then I give it a lower rating. Like uh, like exactly some matches, I find myself like like checking my phone a little bit, and I'm like, oh, ah, yeah, it. it's not into this one. But like, there's oh, other no, matches I where I like thing. have to like toss. I'm like, I, I I just I just can't focus on anything else.
0: Oh, one hundred percent.
2: All right, so. Uh, before I move on to the next match, I forgot to say that in my first match, AJ Styles does pick up the victory over CM Punk in the end.
0: Uh, oh, Going Styles
2: and winning the uh, p- the pure title, I think it was. Yes. Uh, so my my second match is a match from Stardom. It is Mayu Iwatani versus Kagetsu. Uh, this match was absolutely buck wild. These two were awesome. I love this. Uh, it was for the World of Stardom title match, so it was it was. It definitely had that big fight feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And these two definitely put everything they had in this match. Uh, They were were throwing literally, like, their entire playbooks just at each other throughout this Mm -hmm. whole match. Like, they were beating each other with every move they knew. And it ruled. I loved every second of it. Uh, There was parts where I was, like, baffled. And it was when kigetsu pulled out two different mists in the match mm-hmm.
0: two different colored mists. <laughs> two
2: different colored mists throughout the match and i was like how did you even when did you huh <laughs> like yeah like there yeah, was it
0: was great it was honestly so good
2: there was a part it was after after iwatani took the red mist i believe there was a part where it looked like iwatani was going for a german and i was like oh shit, dude, like." Uh, who had her cheeks all popped up, and I was like, oh shit, did she have more mist in her mouth? When did that even happen? And then she spit it out, and it was blue, and I was like, when did she get a different mist? Like, she's, yeah. <laughs> like, not only did she pull out mist twice, it was two different ones, and I, and I didn't see, like, a spot in the match where that she could have possibly done that. Like, put that in her mouth. Ma- like, it was, it was wild. Um, I really liked it. Uh... And don't don't the different mists have like different effects? Like, isn't there like a scale of how powerful they all are?
0: I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not I sure. I think there is.
2: I saw it somewhere, and I need to know if it exists. I need to know. Asian mist. Let's see.
0: <laughs> oh no! This feels like a this feels like canceled territory. <laughs> okay, okay, okay.
2: These are the mist properties. Green. Uh, the co- the commonly used mist, which is used to ob- obstruct the opponent's vision, red quite often used, but it's said to burn the eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, black Makes is sense. said Fire. black is said to blind the opponent for several weeks. Oh yeah. Blue sends the opponent to sleep. Yep.
0: Interesting. Yellow okay. Yellow Very paralyzes intimate.
2: the opponent. <laughs> and purple causes momentary distraction and memory loss. Wow. So different mists apparently have different effects on the match, which I thought was very interesting. When I saw different colors, I was like, oh, shit, she's really trying to fuck her up this time, huh? Oh, my God, yeah. Um, Yeah, but this match... Yeah, was- I, I, Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I really... I saw this match uh, when I was on my Kigetsu kick, and I was like, this is a great match. I really wanted you to watch it. And it's like, you know, we watch AEW and watch, like, Riho and hikaru shida I remember we watched at all double or nothing the first time around with that big with that big joshi six woman tag match and it's like oh yeah this is awesome stardom many would argue is like the pinnacle of joshi in japan um i mean that's obviously an arguable point so you can obviously disagree with me but uh this was at their year end climax 2019 i, I thought have it was not a great... watched
2: enough joshi to disagree with you so i'm not gonna yeah it's, which is, i
0: guess that's fair <laughs> Uh, but I, I saw this match, and I was like, this was just a great match. It was a huge title match. It was obviously Mayu Uwutani who was great in Kigetsu. Mikey, I don't know if you know this, but if I'm getting my timeline correcti- correctly, the next day, uh, which is r- largely the reason why I was on my Kigetsu kick, was that the next day, Kigetsu, after this match, announced she was retiring. Interesting. Um, and then, so, then she she did, then retired um, in February. After, and this match took place in December. Interesting. So this was literally, it's like, she, you talk about putting out an all-out banger. It's like she knew that this was her last title match.
2: Oh, absolutely. This was absolutely a banger. There was huge, huge sp- they were They put it all on the line. There were spots in the crowd where uh, Kagetsu, like, jumped off of a really, like, it like did, like, a double stomp to Mayu Iwatani while she was in the stands. Like, it was wild. They threw everything they had at each other. Um, I will say, though, in the end, Mayu Iwatani does end up winning. Just as a heads up, I keep forgetting to say the winner of the matches, and I need to stop doing that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I really wanted you to watch this match because it was like, uh, I wanted, I wanted you to watch more stardom because I knew how much of a fan you were of like that Joshi match in Double or Nothing and watching Mm. Hikaru, Shida, and Riho. I was like, Mikey's got to watch some more stardom. And of course, you know, I think stardom, I'm not sure if they have English commentary yet, but they recently just got like bought out. No, they, they got bought by Bushi Road, which is the same people of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm. So it's like they'll definitely be around for a while. Um and maybe they'll expand and get English commentary and whatnot. But uh you know they uh, they like upload like a match or two a week obviously with Japanese commentary, but I honestly it's like I'm, the Japanese commentary doesn't take it away from me. It's just like oh, this is still great to watch. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted you to watch it cuz I was like this is a fucking banger.
2: So I watched this with Japanese sub with Jep with um with the Japanese commentary and I tried to put subtitles on and I auto translated mm-hmm. the subtitles mm-hmm. that were in Japanese and it was it led to some very funny uh, some very funny captions. Oh,
0: that's that's awesome. <laughs> I do uh, want to I, I do want to say, Mikey. Like at the how Kagetsu went out is like I think she did her own show or her last match in Stardom. She did a gauntlet match where she faced every single wrestler in the company. Wild. Yes, it it is. And, and when I say the gauntlet match, how Stardom does the gauntlet matches is like either it's like a one minute time limit, and if you. You know, if she even if Kagetsu gets pinned, she still has the next person coming out.
2: That's insane.
0: Yeah, so it's like a great sort of like, oh man, this is great.
2: Yeah, that sounds awesome and I would love to see that match as well. I was gonna say something, but I forgot what it was. So I'm just gonna uh-huh. give you my meatball rating on this match. Which something was like a four and a half meatball match. No worries. Uh four and a half meatball match. This match was awesome. I recommend you watch it. I need to get into more Joshi stuff because Joshi stuff is awesome and I knew Ryan was going to suggest me Joshi matches. I knew it was going to happen. I knew at least one of these matches was going to be a Joshi match because Ryan loves Joshi wrestling.
0: I and... I really wanted to get a when I suggested matches to you. I really wanted to get like a huge like a like a huge sphere of wrestling. Yeah, if that makes sense. Which Everyone's, you
2: definitely did.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah I really wanted to get that huge like like scope of like this is what the world of independent wrestling has to mm-hmm. offer.
2: For me, I tried to recommend you matches that I that I found interesting mm-hmm. because I know that me and you uh, have very different preferences on what kind of matches we like. So, I wanted to give you matches that you some some matches that you may not shit have looked at before, mm-hmm. uh, or some matches that you probably wouldn't be interested in at like usually, and then I also gave you some matches in there that I knew you would definitely be interested in. Because you can have a little as a treat.
0: Thank you. I think that's a great. I think that's a great transition for me to get into this next match. Which oh, absolutely. Is Jimmy Jimmy Lloyd versus Joey Janella social distancing match at GCW. Uh, I
2: I knew as soon as as soon as we said we were doing this Secret Santa uh, exchange of matches, I knew for a fact immediately that I was giving you this one.
0: I I heard, obviously I heard about this match and I was like this is this is a wild crazy match I saw some gifs of it online and I did not real I'm glad you sent it my way because I did not realize it was on YouTube for free oh yeah like I didn't I thought it was just like oh you didn't watch it and I was like oh no it's free oh then I'm definitely watching it now <laughs> I, I thought it was a good match I you know I thought it was you know it, it, it uh, what did I write I said it was hygienically clean dumb fun. <laughs> um what, yeah, what's, the, like, what's
2: the opposite of uh outlaw mud show
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was like this this match took advantage of a very weird time obviously to you know to apply to a match it was very gcw where it's sort of like kick, taking the shit out of what's happening in the world right now and just being like you know what fuck it we'll do a match where it has social distancing rules and if you obviously if you are under a rock or for some reason obviously that means is like they had to wrestle six feet apart uh, which was enforced very heavily by the referee, um, by taking out a, I think a ruler or something at some point. That's funny. Uh, you know, some solid funny spots like the Canadian destroyer and Lloyd putting himself through a door practically. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if you, like it was a previous match, like the Invisible Man Invisible Stand match, where it's like it's all in.
2: Do you mean Do you mean Bryce Remsburg being a fucking star for exactly fifteen minutes?
0: <laughs> exactly, but it's like that match where it's like. You have, you, how do I say this? You watch the match, and you have to immediately buy the conceit to be able to watch the match, in my
2: opinion. That's why I love, that. that's part of the reason I love wrestling, because you could do stupid shit like this, and, like, it's just fun. It's just fun, and it's funny, and, like, you suspend your disbelief a little bit, and it's just, just like, it's, like, that amount of, uh, of bizarre wackiness. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Mixed with like, it really shows off like some of the athleticism of these guys, like some of the moves, like that Canadian destroyer, the 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 way they timed it, and the way they both hit the move, it's great, basically perfectly without touching each other was awesome.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like like I said, like I think it, they're wrestling like it's one of those things where it's like you see the match card and you're like, oh, social distancing match, and in your head you're like, I know what social distancing is. Okay, I'm already in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or like, uh, and I think that is maybe where you know, going back to our other reviews, I think that's sort of like where like, like the boneyard matches and like Firefly Funhouse matches are sort of like in rougher territories because it's like I have no idea what a boneyard match is. I have no idea what a Firefly Funhouse. So I have to figure out the conceit of the match as it's happening. Mm. Where here, it's like social distancing. I know what social distancing is. I'm excited to see what this is. I already know the conceit. How is Mike going to have it? Or you see on the card, invisible man versus invisible Stan. You're like, okay, we're we gonna have two watch invisible two, wrestlers. We're going to
2: watch two people. We can't see have a wrestling match. Let's yeah, it.
0: It's it, it, up up front tells you what is happening. You're like, okay, if, if I'm into this, I'm watching it. Cause why would it, <laughs> this is insane. But I thought it was a great match. I liked that. The heel tactic of this match was to not wipe down the chair uh, with disinfectant wipes. <laughs> Um, you know, like I said, it's I wrote this down. And I think this is my best like hygienically clean, dumb fun. I think this is my best critical analysis of this match. It is not a match of the year contender, but a year defining match.
2: I I sense. know how you feel. I get I get what you mean.
0: It really it really sums up 2020 so far. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be at the end of the year, but honestly, for like matches of the year listings, this kinda should be up there because this basically sums up. What this year was already, um but you know I thought it was a good match i you know I gave it three meatballs, I thought it was really fun, you know, like I said, it's not a match of the year contender but it's you know it was very good
2: yeah uh i, 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 I it seems awesome, and I can't wait to watch the full thing.
0: Oh, I think I said it. Joey Janello picks the win. Does it matter who we keep saying? We keep both forgetting that who won the match. Does it really matter unless I guess it's important? I, I don't guess know. No,
2: I guess we both know, but I, I, I feel like for the fans it might be important. Maybe it's, maybe it's
0: spoilers. Maybe it'd be spoilers to give away who know, the that's winner That's what is. I was
2: worried about, but also I feel like to give an honest review of the match, I want to see who the winner is. I want people to know who the winner is. Just to, I don't know. I don't know. That's true. I yeah, guess, I guess definitely... if you don't want to know the winner, fast forward
0: fast forward like a quick 15 seconds
2: yeah uh all right so my next match uh is less fun and definitely way more serious i have allison k versus thunder rosa uh at nwa hard times for the nwa women's title uh this match i literally just finished watching maybe 20 minutes ago Mm -hmm. uh And it was great. Which Google
0: did. We, I I had the link to the match. So I was trying to give it to Mikey. And I was like, man, <laughs> Google does not want me to give you give you my login. No,
2: Google is not a fan of me logging in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they were very upset about this. Google was like, what? No, this. How are they still getting off through our verification method?
2: <laughs> so this match, was, this match was awesome. Uh, I really like both of these two. And. I did watch... I, I did want to see more Thunder Rosa matches, so I'm glad you said this to me. Mm-hmm. Because the last Thunder Rosa match I watched was a little disappointing. Um, and I knew... I knew from tweets and from clips and from like from whatever sources that I know she could be very good. So I was very excited to see a very good Thunder Rosa match, and this absolutely delivered. Um, they, they started off immediately fighting. Like, the bell rang, and... Kay was in there beating the crap out of Thunder Rosa. Like, these two immediately started beating the crap out of each other. There was no bullshit, no fucking around. These two wanted to fight each other, and it was awesome to watch. They absolutely both turned on the aggression 100%. You could tell that there was no love lost between these two. Um, and you could tell that they really respect each other because of the fact that they're throwing the books at each other. They're hitting each other with a kitchen sink and more, and just kicking the crap out of each other. Uh... And I really like this match. Thunder Rosa was basically unstoppable. Like, it was nuts. Uh, She kicked out of things left and right, and Allison K. just could not put her down. Which led to the Thunder Rosa victory in the end and becoming the new NWA Women's Champion. I gave this match 4.75 meatballs out of 5, I believe. Let me look. Yes, 4.75 meatballs out of 5. This match was awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I the moment I saw this match live when I was watching Hard Times, which very upset. It's, it, NWA is in Atlanta. I'm trying to go every time, obviously, but well, you know it's just money or time or whatever. Well, obviously, other circumstances now. Um, but uh, I, I'm really trying to get an NWA, and I, I missed out on this pay per view because also they sell like hotcakes, so it's like oh geez. Um, but yeah, this was a I saw this match and it was immediately like potentially obviously it was like this match i think this pay-per-view took place in january or february or something mm-hmm. it was like immediately it was like oh this is already a match of the year contender and this is already potentially the best women's match of the year yeah. um obviously we've had a, a lot of other good ones like Knox and kai street fight or ripley Flair at wrestlemania but it was like this was already like this was a great match and what i love the most about it is that the crowd was one thousand percent into this match. Mm-hmm. The crowd was just like it. It was just it was it was a star making moment. It felt like it was just it was so good. and I really liked this match, and I was like, yeah, I I gotta show this to Mikey. I was like, this was so good.
2: Yeah, it's, this match was great. I'm very glad you suggested this to me because I definitely wouldn't have had a way to watch this match otherwise. Uh, so I'm glad I got to, and I'm glad I got to see these two really put everything on the line and. The absolute crap out of each other,
0: yeah. Um, next up for me, it was Tyler Black versus Kevin Steen. This is one of Ring those of...
2: matches where I was like, I know Ryan will like this one.
0: <laughs> this is a Ring of Honor Salvation in 2010. Uh, I, I also am convinced, Mikey, that you saw the thumbnail for this match and was like, Yup, <laughs> oh
2: I saw these two, I saw these two in a match, and I was like, right after their WrestleMania match, perfect.
0: Yeah, I was like, this is perfect. It it just came out of Ring of Honor. Like I said, the the backlog of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, This was a bloody war, and you can obviously tell by the thumbnail where it's like they both have bloody faces. Uh, You know, Steen at one point throws uh, Tyler Black off the top rope into the guardrail, which busts Black's, like, clean open. um and then later Black does a double stomp through a table to Owens which somehow busts him open. I don't know. Owens went through the table on his back and he came up with a bloody face. And I was like, Owens, oh, how'd you I was like, How'd you cut yourself, bud?
2: Splinter. When he when he went through the table a splinter went up and just like sliced his throat for it open. It was
0: it was nasty. Uh Black ends up winning using uh Kevin Steen's finisher move actually. Black ended up winning with using the uh sharpshooter. Ooh, uh, and it was a very, it was a very reminiscent image of, and I imagine this is what they were going for, of the uh, Bret Hart Steve Austin image, where it's you know the sharpshooter on Steve Austin and he with just Steve has the Austin like mask, yeah. the crimson mask, yeah. Obviously, it wasn't like a double turn like that match was, um, but it was still a great match. Lots of high impact moves that really showcased the pure talent of both these guys. And you could easily see watching this that they were on the path to be great stars in WWE down the line, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like, oh yeah, these guys—they're you know—they're tailor made for WWE once once they you know get more experience under their belt and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was just you know it was a very simple story that was told great. I it was I have no bigger. It was just it was such a great match. Like I watched it I was like you got to watch it. I give it four and a quarter meatballs. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I it was. Did I say it was my the best match I watched? Yeah, it was, I said it was the best match I watched that you gave me. It was. It was so good. Like mm-hmm. it was such a good match. Uh, as a fan of Kevin Steen, I highly recommend this match to you because it, it was so good. But um, yeah, I mean, I there's nothing more I can say. It was just like it was. It was nothing. It was nothing flashy about it. It was just a great story. It, that's all really was, and it was. You know, I, I loved it. I love this match.
2: I knew you would. That's why I had I had to send it your way because I knew you would like it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Uh, so my next match is from uh, OTT. And we have Timothy Thatcher versus Minoru Suzuki at fourth year anniversary. This match was so very much Ryan Knightsy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it was a fucking grapple fest, Matt War, submission hold transition. These two. It was technical wrestling central, and I know Ryan is eats that shit up. Like he loves it.
0: I just love Timothy Thatcher. I love Minoru Suzuki. The moment I saw them wrestling with each other, I was like, "Welp, yeah. <laughs> I'm watching that match." This
2: match was. This match was awesome. Uh, the way Suzuki was being a complete dick dickhead the whole time. Uh, the best is when they were on the outside at one point, and Suzuki was. There was a spot where Suzuki was. Distracting, quote unquote, the ref, where he was just like, "Look over there," and the ref turned around and he threw a chair at Timmy De Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, but yeah, uh, other other than like some some uh, some outside spots, this was like a this was a, a mat fight through and through. These two were just trying to put each other into mission holds basically the whole time, and then when they weren't, they were punching the shit out of each other. It felt like it almost felt like an MMA match. In that sense, where they were just beating the crap out of each other and trying to get each other to tap out, uh, and it was it was awesome. Uh, this match did end with uh, Minoru Suzuki winning because, like I said, he was beating the crap out of Timothy Thatcher, uh, and he won with his signature pile driver, uh, which was great.
0: The gotch style pile driver, yes, so good. Uh,
2: I gave this match four another four point seven five meatball match. This one ruled.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, next up, I had you gave me Gay Tannic Panic. That's right, Danhausen and Effie.
2: Panic, and I couldn't. How, how could I resist that name? To give you uh,
0: D- Danhausen and Effie versus Pazuzu, the team of Chris Dickinson and Pinky Sanchez from Beyond Wrestling. This match was a, a, a on Halloween, or at least the Halloween day or two. Uh, so it was like a kind of halloween dress up match the referee was actually
2: Halloween dress up match you have to watch uh (sighs) hold on it's I reviewed it well
0: as you look that up as you look that up I'll continue my review uh you know Effie dressed up like Dan Housen uh Pinky (laughs) Sanchez dressed up as Jesus the referee actually dressed up like Chris Dickinson which I thought was funny (laughs) that's that's Um, great I think Chris Dickinson and Dan Housen just didn't dress up uh, you know, it was it was a Halloween episode. It started off with everyone's favorite Dan Housen against Jesus Sanchez, which I thought was the fun little like demon versus Jesus moment. Yeah. And then we turned into a daddy off with Effie and Chris Dickinson. That sounds um, fair. Yeah, it was just really good. Um, there was a moment where Dan Housen goes for his tequila shot gimmick thing where he's like on the ring ropes and he starts singing the da, ba, da, 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 ba, and that then super kicks a guy and says tequila that
2: threw me off so much the first time i wa- I didn't know that was like a thing he did so when i was just you watching it was it was it, did it and i was watching this match that i'm trying to desperately look for so i could see who the other two competitors were because i don't remember but when i first saw him do that it threw me off completely because I wasn't ready for just Tequila to start playing out of nowhere. <laughs> and it was. Are you
0: talking Trip Cassidy, Atticus that's
2: Kogar? The one.
0: In the match? Yes.
2: Yeah, that's the one. Uh the in that match, uh, it was another Halloween match and Danhausen came out as uh Stone Cold Danhausen. <laughs> oh my god. Uh and he did the beer spot, but instead he had like jars full of teeth. Yeah. Uh anyway, um... it was wild. Continue.
0: So so that Tequila song bit was silent the entire time in my stream. I wasn't sure if my computer was just fucking up or if beyond, like, cut the audio, you know, because YouTube probably, flagged them or whatever. Probably that. I was, and I was like, because I, I don't know, does, does Tequila, the song, actually play over the speakers, or is it just the crowd singing? No,
2: it actually plays over the speakers. Uh, in oh, the, my God. In the, in the triple threat match, they actually did not mute the audio, and in the triple threat match, it actually just started randomly playing over the speakers, and I was like... What I was, oh, yeah, I was absolutely, like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> it was great.
0: Uh, there's at one point during this match where Effie goes for a dive onto Chris Dickinson, and Chris Dickinson just completely misses catching him. Yikes. Just 100% misses him. Uh, Pazuzu ends up winning the match with Sanchez Jesus doing a moonsault onto Effie. Uh, Mikey, this uh, this match was fine. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> I, I I wasn't a huge huge fan of this match. There was no crazy spots or crazy anything for me. Really, nothing, nothing really cr- clicked, and I was really struggling to try to figure out what it was that like wasn't clicking. Because, you know, I'm watching this and it's like, oh, Dan has an effie. They're huge. You know, the Twitter famous practically, mm. and you know, Chris Dickinson Sanchez. I love. I like watching Chris Dickinson, and I've never seen Pinky, Pinky Sanchez. But obviously, the crowd was into you know parts of this match. So I was like, there's. Some-. I was like, what's not clicking? And I was like, maybe the I was like first off, maybe it's the fact that this is a Halloween show, and you know, like you know people are dressed up and stuff, so maybe it's like it's one of those you have to be in the moments, right mm-hmm. you know uh, uh that had to have you know maybe there'll be more appeal because you had to be did there you try, sort did of. you
2: did you try dressing up like it was Halloween
0: I did not, and maybe that that's what hurt statement. it ultimately <laughs> that might have been on me that might have on me and me
2: you should have gotten a costume. i
0: but as I was watching this match, I did notice something, which was that the crowd was more behind the team of Pazuzu, Chris Dickinson, and Sanchez than Danhausen and Effie, which legit surprised me. I was like, the, I was like, the crowd, because whenever they would always like they would, you know start chanting for Pazuzu or whatever, but then like whenever Danhausen and Effie started to sort of get the upper hand, the crowd started to get quiet, and I was like, oh. Interesting. I turn. I, and, I and I was like, I, I don't think it's the crowd. And I was trying to think about that. And I was like, I don't know if it's the crowd not liking them wrestling. But to be fair, Dan Housen's wrestling is, like, very limited, it appears. Because he did, like, a couple drop kicks and, like, kind of botched a couple things. I was like, I don't know what <sighs> happened in here. But but I was like, I wonder if it's like... Like, you would think that Dan Effie, who were all over Twitter, that there'd be bigger stars. Yeah when the, the crowd just went quiet on them, they're wrestling. And then I had a guess, I was like, maybe that sort of sums up them or, you know, other wrestlers or whatever, that, like, on Twitter, they're amazing and they're great. And I love watching on y on Twitter because his videos are hilarious. Mm-hmm. But then it's like you get... He's a fun gimmick to have on Twitter, but then you get to a match and it's like, you know, th- this is a... He was probably the fourth worst wrestler in a four man match mm-hmm. uh, if that makes sense uh i maybe I'm being a bit harsh on Dan has and maybe it's just the one match, and maybe I need to see more stuff of him, but it was just like this match was fine, and it was like it feels like he must have been there. I wouldn't recommend it right away. I would have to watch other Dan Hasen stuff, but it's like it really I was like thinking about it I was like, why isn't this working for me? And apparently, why isn't this working for the crowd? I was just like, I was like uh, confused by it. Because at the beginning of the match, Dan Housen and Effie were like, people were cheering for them and stuff. But then by the end of it, it's like no one, everyone was just sort of caring about Chris Dickinson and Sanchez. Mm -hmm. And no one was playing heel, really. I mean, and then they all popped when Dan Housen brought out his teeth. But I was like, I was like, what is. I was so so confused. I was really confused by it. I
2: feel like. Me and you both experience Danhausen very quick. Like if you watch a Danhausen match, it's very quick that you get his character, and like there's a lot of confusing things that happen. One's the, the mm-hmm. tequila spot threw me off. Two, the the teeth <laughs> threw me off.
0: But it's like it's very confusing. It's just like the tequila bit. It's like this is such like a meme sort of like Twitter bit that it's just like that was fun. But like I, I don't know, like. <laughs> I don't know. It was. It felt different. I don't know. It, it was something. Something wasn't clicking, and I'm very confused. And i was very like. And that's what I got out of this match it was just like, why aren't they working <laughs> in like a live wrestling environment? But it, it, this was. I didn't really like this match too much. I gave it one and three quarters meatballs. I was very low on it. It was just sort of like, ah, oh man. I don't like. It just never clicked, and like the crowd wasn't into it. So I was like, the, something's about this. It's like, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe I'm losing it. Maybe I'm being too harsh. But I don't know. I was just. I was very confused by what I was watching, I
2: guess. Yeah. All right. So for my next match, uh, we are going to jump into one of the, probably if not the most absolutely insane six-man tag team matches I've ever seen in my entire life. We have the team of Fixer versus Blood Generation from Ring of Honor, Dragon Gate, at... Supercard of... At the first ever Supercard of Honor.
0: I wrote... I wrote Dragon Gate in parentheses because this is like a Dragon Gate six-man match that they had at Supercard of Honor. Yeah, so it it was at Ring of Honor. It took place at Ring of Honor. (sighs) Really, it's Dragon Gate. Uh,
2: Yeah. Um, This match was insane. This match was absolutely insane. These... These two... I... I, Every time I thought it was over, it went on for another 15 minutes. Like, it, it felt like... This match felt like it went on for two hours. It was so, <laughs> so good. Uh, and the pacing was insane. It never gave you a second to breathe. Every time you thought stuff was going to slow down, something buck wild just off the wall happens and everything speeds up again. And all of a sudden, everyone's in the ring throwing, throwing the most bonkers moves I've ever seen in each other. Uh, it, it was great. I this, this was the match where I knew... Probably halfway through that, I was like, "It's gonna be five. It's gonna be five meatballs." Like easy because I was popping. I was like, "What? How is this not over yet?" Like, like every, <laughs> every there were so many spots that could have been the finish, but weren't. And I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for the insanity that was this match. Uh, I, I honestly when the, the the chance, the chance of fight forever came to my mind. Because I literally thought that was what was going to happen. I thought this match was going to yeah. last an eternity. Because
0: it's like they don't have any, they don't have any finishers. They, all their finishers are locked, so they're just going to keep yeah, wrestling. Yeah, like it
2: just it it felt like that. It felt like a match in two K where you had the finishers set to like slow, so you just had to keep beating the fuck out of each other for like forty five minutes before you could do literally anything to finish the match. Uh, it was awesome. This match wildly does end though uh <laughs> unexpectedly <laughs> unexpectedly it came to know. an end uh and do fixer ended up winning ryan this was like i said this was probably the most insane is the most insane tag team match i've ever seen period six man or, or otherwise like i i needed i remember watching this match and then before going on to the next one to keep going, I had to take, I'd take like 10, 15 minutes just to cool down. <laughs> cause it was just insane. <laughs> like, like I, like I watched this match and then I walked out of my room, went upstairs and just paced back and forth. And I was just breathing. Cause I was just like, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if it was the adrenaline cause that match got me so hype or if it was, the, I just drank too much coffee, but uh, either way. I, this match, it, it blew my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this match was insane to watch. Uh, I gave this
2: one the six meatballs. We got the extra one Tacton, on. We're going over five today. This is the best match I watched uh, out of the ones you sent me. And it absolutely blew me away.
0: Yeah, no, this was, uh, I... Heard about this match? I haven't. I have not seen it. From 100 my god! Riot. You you have to, people you said, have to
2: watch it as soon as you can. This match is absolutely it, it, it's mind-boggling how insane it is.
0: I've been told that this match was a must-watch, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have matchy Mikey watch it." <laughs> I, this was apparently as if I remember the history at all, complete correctly. This was one of the first like, Dragon Gate-style six-man matches that took place at, like, WrestleMania weekend, Mm -hmm. because obviously Supercard of Honor and whatnot, um, that, like, this was the biggest thing that many people were looking forward to, like, every weekend for WrestleMania, for a long time. Obviously, that changed when Dragon Gate and Shima Mm -hmm. and all that stuff sold out, but it was like, this was like, this became the mold, and then you have later six-man matches that are, like, you got Ricochet and Johnny Gargano in them. And it's just like these type of six-man matches happening. It's just like, oh, my God, they're killing Also,
2: fun fact, in this match, the rules are that tags aren't necessary.
0: Re- oh, really?
2: Yes. Uh, one of the things they, they hype up in the beginning is that they don't, to get in the match, they don't need to tag each other. They can, and sometimes they do, but they don't have to. Which is really? very, That's which great. makes for some very interesting chaos.
0: That's great. Honestly, I love that.
2: <laughs> it's it's so kind of buck wild.
0: That's awesome. Um. Okay. Then I'll move on to my next match, which was Kimberly taking on Ar Fox in Beyond Wrestling. So I actually have a reason um, behind this
2: match. The reason yes. behind this match is because I know you have been you've been talking a lot about Ar Fox, about AR Fox. and mm-hmm. I know you like Ar Fox. And I mm-hmm. have been watching a lot of Kimberly and I really like oh. Kimberly. So oh. I thought this was a good, a good mixture of you and me in this match.
0: This felt like a very, I, I, I didn't not look up. I forgot to, I'm planning on do it, but I did not look up when the, uh, when this match took place. It looked like it was very early, like several years ago. So I don't exactly know. I can look it up later, but uh, this match was, it was a weird. Did you, have you seen this match yet? It was a great thumbnail, because the thumbnail is just Kimberly hitting AR Fox in the head of a steel chair. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, it was a very weird, good match that I surprisingly liked a lot. Mm. Um, you know, it took place in this very dinky arena. Uh, but The match kicks off with some back and forth for a minute or two. It was literally like, it starts off, they do a couple stuff, and then AR Fox runs out of the arena. Run, not run, runs out of the arena. Runs out of the ring, grabs a chair. Then, when the ref is like distracted, he comes up and kicks the referee in the back of the head, hits Kimberly with the chair, pins her, wins the match. That's that's the that's the match. And I was, I was, it was like, I liked it because it was just like, what the? Oh, it just, it was like, the match still was like three minutes. It was just like Air Fox was like wrestling Kimberly. I'm like, nah, fuck this, <laughs> grab the chill chair, hit her. It was just, it was just that energy of like, not, I'm not yeah, wrestling you. Hits the referee in the back, hits her with a steel chair, gets the referee over, pins her one, two, three, done. Um, but, of course, the Beyond Faithful uh, did not have a lot of it um, because uh, they then restarted the match. Okay. Uh, then the match continues as, like, a solid wrestling match. You know, it's with Fox as the dominant heel over Kimberly as the babyface underdog. Eventually, Kimberly has enough of AR Fox and hits him in the head with a chair which the referee sees and results in the disqualification um the crowd then chants this is bullshit um it it was a solid and surprising match that definitely like woke me up like if if you were watching a bunch of wrestling matches and then you got to this one and you saw the ar fox running out like a minute into the match grab a steel chair and wins it it's like what the you like immediately wake up because you're like this is what this is Mm -hmm. great what is happening Um, It was, you know, the finish, the overall finish of, like, restarting and then Kimberly still loses to a chair shot DQ, that was kind of BS because I was kind of thinking about it. I was like, it doesn't really get heat on Fox at all. It sort of gets heat on the promotion because the referee is the bad guy now. And also, like, the chance the people are chanting, like, restart the match again, um, which I I agree with. I think if they restart the match. Because if you restarted the match again, it basically made it a two out of three falls yeah. match. Then you have Kimberly win, and she looks like an amazing star. I was like, I don't, I don't know why they didn't do, do that. If you want to see a match I, where I Kimberly looks
2: like an amazing star, if you are interested in more matches, I recommend Kimberly versus Drew Gulak.
0: Oh yeah, it's on oh my, my list. Oh
2: my god, dude, that match is amazing. That match is so good, and it puts Kimberly over like Gulak puts Kimberly over like a motherfucker.
0: I believe Gulak trained Kimberly. Yes, that I'm not is, that 100% is on that. that um, uh, also, on, uh, there was who I believe, and I was looking at the screen intently, I I, was I listening to his voice. I believe Oni Lorkin was on commentary for this match, which was very weird. Uh, and also yeah and also disappointing because i think the commentary sucked oh no (laughs) i was like this commentary is bad i love i love Um, when i'm watching
2: an indie indie wrestling match and you just hear like some random wrestler that you know just on commentary it's like wait what what like i was watching uh, a match a couple weeks ago uh and i think christopher daniels was just randomly on commentary and i was like what the hell i was watching the adam cole bobby (laughs) match, and christopher daniels on commentary
0: yeah i gave this match two and three quarters meatballs uh if they did if they did like that third restart or i guess the second restart and had the third match it probably would have exceeded three meatballs mm-hmm. for me um and it, you know especially if kimberly wins i was just like, it was so good uh yeah it just it like woke me up like i was like watching all these matches in a row and i was like okay hold on okay okay and then kimberly AR fox was just like oh my god what is it, what <laughs> the, match, the match is over <laughs> just like that you hit it over a steel chair and that's it Uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was good.
2: Awesome. Uh, my next match was, is probably one of, on my list, it's the most recent match, uh, out of my matches. And it's, yeah, Will Ospreay versus B. Priestley, uh, from WrestleTalk's Screw Coronavirus event. I did watch this match, not live, but right after the event happened, because I was at work when it was happening live. So when I came home, I immediately put it on. Uh, and I watched it again for the review. This match was just as awesome the second time around. Uh, these two absolutely kicked the snot out of each other. Uh, Osprey was also being such a huge dickhead this whole match, and that made it great. Yeah. Uh, cause B Priestley was not having any of his shit, any of this match. Uh, and I thought that was wonderful. Uh, whenever he tried to be an asshole, B was like, nah, 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 we're not doing this right now, and she kicked the crap out of him. Uh,
0: I, I've learned that like when you're watching intergender matches, the the big real key to intergender matches is to have the male as the heel. Yes. Yeah. Like you really, it, it can't you can't both be faces, and obviously the male can't be the face. But it's like I I have never seen I don't think I've ever seen a, a intergender match where the 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 female was the heel and the male was a face, but it, they definitely work. I. Think emotionally better for people when the male is the heel and just beating down. So there
2: the there is, lady. there is, there is a little bit of a an issue I have with not not the heel face dynamic, but just in intergender matches in general of mm-hmm. the woman being the underdog just because mm-hmm. she's a woman. I don't think that's cool. Uh, like in this match, in this match, it's not so prevalent because it's fucking Will Ospreay, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, like. No matter what yep. gender, so, like, I kind of get it more here. But, like, the this, this stupid spots where, like, whoever whoever it may be, where the woman tries to shoulder block the dude and he just no-sells it, it's like, come on, do we need to do that? Like, do we need to do that yeah. shit? Like, come on, can't we just yeah. have, like, a normal-ass wrestling match where a shoulder block fucking works? Like, it's not... Like, exactly. It's, it's just so annoying when, like, I hate I hate the stupid stuff like that.
0: Do you feel like that happened in this match? There, there, there was, a, there was rip- a
2: point where exactly this happened, where... B Priestley was trying to hit shoulder blocks on Will Ospreay, and he just no sold it. And then he hits her with one, and she freaking, like, does, she gets turned inside out. And it's like, come on, really? Like, it's B Mm -hmm. Priestley and Will Ospreay, two of the greatest wrestlers, period, I, like, I have ever seen.
0: Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay, many people would say was the wrestler of the year last year. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like, like, exactly. Like, do we, like, we don't need to have a, like, we don't need that. (laughs) Like, Will Osprey was being just a perfectly good heel on his own, being a dick to be Priestley, just messing with her because they're they're dating. Like it, he, like he, like the heel aspect was perfectly fine. We don't need him no selling B's moves as well. I, I don't know. I I thought that was dumb, but like otherwise, this match was great.
0: Yeah, I feel like for me, this match was sort of like, uh, it, I, yeah. If you if you're gonna do that and have like Will Ospreay, the male like no-sell a little bit, I feel like the female should still should get the win. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you, you, that's what you get for no-selling and, and whatnot. And then but I also did... like, yeah. I do also like the idea that, like, Will Ospreay was just being an ass to her just because they were dating, and he's just like, oh, I'm not gonna... It's not, he's like, I'm not no-selling you because you're a female. I'm no-selling you because you're my girlfriend. Because <laughs> you're my girlfriend and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna chop you as hard as possible because you're my girlfriend and I love you. And that's just what he did. I think... I feel like the story that they were trying to tell was the idea of like like you're my girlfriend, I'm not gonna take it easy on you just because I love you, so I'm going to actually double down on the difficulty it's gonna that, be for that you. That
2: is a thing I did like about this match. Just that, that that instead of him taking it easy on her, he like because he loves her and like because they're dating, instead of taking it easy on her, he doubled down and went yeah, even harder. just like, nah, fuck you yeah, exactly. though. <laughs> that, I think that, that's what made this match awesome for me is that they both went hard as fuck on each other and didn't pull punches at all. Um, and that's what made it great for me. Cause like, and, cause they did all this and they did all these insane moves for no fans in the arena. They didn't have to go that hard, but they went that hard for us. Like it was, it was, it was great. Um, and I do like the post match where they they were they kind of do where Osprey where is just like holding me and he's like you did good, you did good, <laughs> and and it just it was nice. It was a good match. Um, I really love, I really liked it. They absolutely beat the crap out of each other, which, like I said, they didn't need to go that hard, but they did, and I appreciate that they did because this match turned out to be awesome. This match easily could have been, I think this match easily could have been bad. If they did take it easy on each other and did go that route, but because they didn't, it was good. It was it was it ended up being a, 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 a in my book a classic.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, well, let's keep. I guess the I was just about reading, to uh, th- this, <laughs> this
2: this match got four and a half meatballs out of me. This match was great.
0: Well, then I'll keep the intergender train rolling and go into Ethan Page, Jordan Grace, Black Label Pro. False Can anywhere for the Black Label Pro Championship. So I ranking. gave
2: you this match because I watched the I watched Ethan Page versus Jordan Grace, the match that led up to this False Can anywhere match when Jordan Grace beat Ethan Page via count out after hitting with three suicide dives, and Jordan Grace ended up winning the match via count out, which led to this match of the False Can anywhere.
0: I think knowing that makes me like this match... Makes me like this match less.
2: <laughs> Interesting. And I'll
0: explain why. Uh, okay. This match was... I, I think it was a solid Falls Can Anywhere match. Of course, you know, it started out with this huge walk and brawl, which obviously I'm not, like, a huge fan of walk brawls, but it ended up having the second half of it being very, like, nasty bumps into, like, these wooden boards that they said were doors. They 100% weren't doors. They were way <laughs> too thin for to be doors. <laughs> um... Uh, even Page ends up getting this match, and, and, I, and I, I was sort of. So there's not much to say for me about this match. I thought the match was fine. I gave it two and a half because I was just sort of like, you know, it was a fine match. You know, it had the walk and hall. The first half was like, I'm not a huge fan of this. The the walk and brawl didn't do like anything exciting.
2: The walk and brawl never does anything exciting.
0: Yeah, whereas like the Mayu Iwatani kagetsu and also an, a, the Je- Janela Cage, which I'll Janella Gauge that I'll get to. They do, like, they do like the high spots and stuff, right? The Kigetsu Itani was the double yeah, yeah. stomp they, they off the thing. Yeah,
2: they got the stands, they did the double stomp, yeah.
0: Where it's like, if you don't do something like that, then it's just like you're just throwing each other into the walls and whatnot. And it's like, then you're yeah. then it's kind of boring. Yeah. Um, but then the second half I thought was fun, so I gave it two and a half. But to go on, to, to keep going on into the, the men versus women, not men versus women, but intergender, I guess, match discussion that we were having is that after the match is where I got the real issues... <laughs> So after the match, Ethan Page cut a face sort of company guy promo, which was weird because he was one hundred percent the heel in this match. But whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he he then put over Jordan Grace as the outstanding woman athlete that she is. Um, he said that uh, he was lucky in this win, where lastly last time they faced was like Jordan definitely got the win over me, and that's on her. But like mm-hmm. now knowing that that was the that was a countout victory
2: yeah i didn't like Like not a pin that match that match it was good up until that point and it was like i was like oh really a count out is that you're gonna do this
0: but it's like it's like oh he's like yeah jordan jordan beat me before and i was like but you now knowing it was a count out that beat you it's like well then you weren't really i mean it wasn't like a pin like a pin is definitive he was protected in that count out victory to a certain extent
2: I don't think he was. Prote- I don't think he was protected. I think it was to lead up to this match. I think it was too set up for the fall. That's true. Match.
0: So then he goes in and talks about how he's like, you know, she's she. He got lucky in this match, and I. This is the point. I was slightly weirded out by this because, without going into much detail and to avoid putting my foot into my mouth too much, I felt like it's one of those things that, as a booker, it's one of those show don't tell moments. Mm-hmm. You know, don't tell me that she's a woman, a great athlete just show me that she is mm-hmm. and like, you know, getting a pinfall to fall over Ethan page to win the championship would be great. But then doing like a count out victory and then just getting pinned. And then that's it. <laughs> like yeah. at this, pro- and this, and this promo thing, he brings out like all of his guy friends and buddies and stuff afterwards. And it's just like, and he's like, yeah, Jordan grace, I got lucky. And it's like, and Jordan grace isn't there. <laughs> like he's just set, He's just telling the audience that Jordan grace is great. I was like, she's not even there to like do to get the praise or anything. Interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I just... All in all, it was a good match. Worth of worth the view. But, you know, it, when you're free, no rush, really. But, yeah, it was just that sort of conversation where it's just like, show don't tell me. Show, show, show me that these are great women athletes. And don't just tell me that they're great women athletes. Especially by yourself and with a live mic and don't have the other person there standing with you.
2: Yeah. I probably will watch this match because I did watch the setup to this match. So, I probably will end up watching this one just to see the blow-off. But... Uh, yeah, I'll take my time, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's not, like, don't rush to see it. It's not like the do-fix-your-blood generation, like, rush to see it.
2: You you have to rush to see <laughs> Like, as soon as we're done with this call, go watch that match. That's fair. That's fair. All right, so my next match uh, was from Evolve, and it was Austin Theory versus Darby Allin, uh from Evolve 121. This match ruled. This match was good. Yeah. I love Darby Allen. I have never seen Austin Theory up until now. Uh, so that was cool. A definitely a cool introduction to Austin Theory.
0: Which to say, you said in a WrestleMania preview that you've never seen an Austin Theory match, and then when you when you told me about this, I was like, well, I'm giving him this match. I'm giving him Theory yeah, on Darby because
2: we we were going to see an Austin Theory match if Wrestle, if WrestleMania week happened.
0: That's true. Where uh, so uh, were we, gonna, were I, wasn't were we? He
2: on a card? I thought he was.
0: I don't remember. I would have to check. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. I don't know.
2: Um, this match was awesome. These two just it, it was it was offense 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 like like they it was darby then it was theory then it was darby then it was theory and these two were just it, it, beating beating each other up like it, it was like it was a fight it wasn't a match it was a fight like these two were fighting yeah um and i'm pretty sure darby allen is like indestructible as a human being like i feel like his bones are just like I feel like I feel like they some someone went like Darby broke a bone one time and then the doctors like secretly replaced all of his bones with steel, like
0: yeah I don't know what it is that this guy is just
2: so but he he does wild shit and it feels like wow he should have broken every fucking bone in his body with that one and he just gets up and keeps going on the match, it's wild it is wild how much punishment Darby Allen can take it mm-hmm. it's it's insane, um I guess that's why he's relentless right uh. <laughs> But uh, in the end, uh, theory does win. Uh, after Darby does get a, after uh, theory gets a one count on Darby, which was awesome. Uh, I think even though Darby lost this match, he came out a star. He looked great. Darby put on an amazing show, and so did Austin Theory. They both came out looking amazing.
0: I um, do want to say because I, we may be remiss in saying it, this what this match was for the Evolved title.
2: Yes, it was for the, it was for uh, Austin Theory's of title. I almost forgot about that, but which Austin Theory does retain uh, when he beats Darby? And like I said, this match made them both look like stars. They both came out of this match better, I think, and I really found a respect, a, a bigger respect for both of them. Uh, I, I gave this one four meatballs out of five. It was great.
0: Yeah, this was a great match. I, I knew I wanted to show this to you. Uh, moving on, Orange Cassidy, Kylie Ray. Beyond wrestling, you gave I, me this match. I gave Mikey. you this one because
2: it's so it's so Mikey. It this is, is the, the most epitome Mikey of Mikey on this card. Like, there's nothing more me than Kylie Ray versus Orange Cassidy.
0: I saw. The, I have seen this match before. I haven't seen this match in maybe like a year or two. Like, I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen this match in forever.
2: I originally wasn't going to give you this match because I absolutely was like oh i had to have reviewed this one already i had to have done this for mikey's Indy 500 already and then i looked mm-hmm. through and i didn't and i was like what, what? i well, think it, guess it was he's like getting it. <laughs> it was the
0: same thing was like as we started like doing the shows and stuff it was like oh we watched this match years ago we just haven't like reviewed it i guess this match is great uh it was great obviously this, after cassidy suggested it i guess uh it was it was for the internet title mm-hmm. um it was a really good match. Uh, it started, of course, with some comedy at the beginning, but then as the match went on, it got more and more competitive, mm-hmm. uh, while keeping its fun levels up. Like it's still maintaining the idea, like we're going to have fun sometimes, but we're st- we're going to get competitive.
2: Those are my favorite Orange Cassidy matches, where there's still where he can go hard as hell, but there's also still funny bits in between. It's
0: it's not full comedy and it's not full serious because Orange Cassidy can almost never be full serious. Like it's even that, the, it's that even nice, the, it's that nice mix. Even the David Starr match starts as a little bit of the comedy stuff.
2: Oh yeah, um, like that. Like that introduction was mm-hmm. I- incredible.
0: Yeah, uh, Kylie Ray, she's an amazing talent. Um, you know, while you and I are very disappointed that she did not stay with AEW uh, for she whatever reasons,
2: reasons, I still have my Kylie Ray AEW shirt.
0: Or that's China true. I, I think. think I think moving to Impact full time was an amazing move for her. Uh seeing that the women's division there is also amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, she can still take indie bookings and she can compete in intergender wrestling at Impact uh on TV. So I was like, you know, that makes 100% sense for her. Um uh where, where, where did I they miss I think. Um uh we, yeah, while watching this match, it's an another she's obviously good at intergender wrestling, so it's, you know, go for it. Uh I Orange can yeah, she's just good. Orange Cassidy, uh, and this is a weird – This stay with me here, Mikey. Orange Cassidy is someone I'll compare to an early Undertaker.
2: Interesting. <laughs> Explain.
0: Um, you know, remember when Undertaker originally came out back in – what was it, Survivor Series back in the day? You know, he comes out. He's, you know, they're both sort of slowly moving around the ring, don't know what they're really going to do, and, you know, they're just sort of like doing their bit, their gimmick. And then literally at the drop of a hat, like just like that, they both can have the ability to just turn it on and just, 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 and just instantly destroy, like instantly go into this thing of like, you don't expect orange Cassidy to do anything, but when he does, it's just like, Oh my God, he could do all this stuff. And that was the same sort of idea with early undertaker. It was just, he's slow moving. You know, like, Oh, it's a dead guy or whatever. And then all of a sudden he keeps doing these like jumping dives at you. And, you know, top rope and pile drivers and stuff. and It's like, oh my god, this, who is this person? I was like, they have the same sort of energy, which is very interesting that I made that connection. Uh, the match itself is great. I, like I said, I've seen it seems before, but I highly recommend any any I highly recommend it to anyone who gets the chance. This is uh, something I would say it's neither neither of their best matches, but it's still a great match. It's yeah, it's made. solid. Yeah, it's not their best match. It did give it three and a quarter meatballs. Uh, it was it was good. It was you know it was a really good match. Like I said, um, you know they're just great talents. They're they're just really great talents.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. And I like I would have liked to see them both thrive in AEW, but you know true. And I'm and I'm glad where everyone ended up where they did, and everyone's happy where they are. Mm-hmm. So this next match, uh, we have another match from Black Label Pro, another Jordan Grace match. Uh, interestingly, and it's Jordan Grace versus Swoggle at uh. At Dropkicks and Dragons. Uh, there is not much to say about this one, Ryan. Uh, this match was about five minutes long, and it consisted of Jordan Grace body slamming two fans onto Swoggle, and then Jordan Grace getting disqualified when Alley Cat interferes and kicks the shit out of Swoggle, And that's it. That's the match. There's nothing else. That's I.
0: That's the reason, so the reason I saw, the reason, I don't know if you remember this text message I sent you a little bit ago, but I sent you a text message out of the blue being like, I don't know what it is, but like every single time I watch a Black Label Pro match, I never like it. (laughs) This was the match that that made me send that text message. That's fair. I I was Uh, like, I saw this, I was was like. I was like, I was like, okay, Swoggle and Jordan Grace, whatever. And I'm watching. I was like, this is—they're like not—they're like trying to avoid taking bumps and wrestling. I was like, what the hell is this match?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I gave this match one meatball. It, it wasn't—it wasn't good. I don't recommend it. There was nothing exciting about it. Uh, like I said, there was no moves done. It was like. <laughs> Jordan Gray's Body Slam 2 fans onto Swoggle, and that was the match. And then Alley Cat comes out and interferes, and there's nothing else to it. I
0: really uh, hope for more Swoggle for Black wins. Label GATQ, Pro.
2: I guess. It, it, it's, not, it's not worth your time.
0: I really hope for more out of Black Label Pro, because this is just... And... and... I do want to say, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Ethan Page is, if not the, or maybe one of the bookers of Black Label Pro. So I'm sort of just like, ah, uh, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing actual- I've yeah. seen so far. Moving on, I guess, a uh, tag match that you gave me. Tommy Dreamer and Ivelisse Velez um, versus Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae. I gave um, you this one because
2: it was the world's cutest tag team Oh yeah, of course. I've been I've been so into into Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae lately, uh, especially Candice LeRae. Uh, uh, that's I mean that's they're, fair. They're both just awesome. I love watching. No matter it's like the two people who I can watch forever. I guess three are World's Cutest Tag Team and Orange Cassidy, and they will I will always enjoy the match because I and they are so stupid and they're so much fun.
0: And Kylie Ray.
2: And Kylie Ray. I mean, never,
0: there's a lot of that. Lot it, of that. it starts growing. It <laughs> yeah, starts growing. It's like, the more you I think about it? I
2: said three, four, maybe five. Maybe, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna go off off the rails.
0: This was out of the By, independent wrestling like Bailey, promotion. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this was out of the independent wrestling promotion, FWE. It was an okay match, honestly. It wasn't. I was hoping for more out of this match, but it was okay. Uh, you know, there was a lot of sloppy stuff, but the crowd was into the match and so good on the workers. Um, You know, it was more like comedy stuff with, you know, the, jo- the Joey Ryan's blow pop trading it between Tommy Dreamer and whatnot um, uh, to try to get that comedy stuff. But really, it's like, you know, it's sort of a match. And then the match basically ends with East gets thrown to the outside and then guest commentator Maria Kanellis attacks East to set up that feud. And then Tommy Dreamer, when he's going for something on Candice LeRae, I believe. Drew McIntyre, um, yeah, Tommy Dreamer's going for a pile driver on cancel and then Drew McIntyre comes at, I guess Galloway comes out Drew of nowhere, Galloway, Claymore's you. Tommy Dreamer, and then throws Joey Ryan on top of the whole mess, and they get the pinfall. So it was sort of like, oh, okay. So the match came from two interferences, I guess. It, so I was like, sort of like, I was like, ah, okay. Um, like I said, there's not much I can really say about the match. Uh, the steel line from the great Mikey Manfredi, it was fine.
2: It was fine. Uh, it was
0: fine. I gave it I to Meatballs. Yeah,
2: that's fair. Um, if you want a really good match with the world's cutest tag team, Candice LeRae versus Joey Ryan is instant classic.
0: Oh, yeah. That's on my list. Two, I have so many. Two,
2: that, that, two matches you have to watch as soon as possible is that one, Candice mm-hmm. LeRae versus Joey Ryan, and mm-hmm. Do Fixer versus Blood Generation. Those are both must-see matches.
0: And and let's add in let's throw in Mike Bailey Walter. <laughs> while we're oh,
2: on. and Mike Bailey Walter because that match is also just absolutely insane because Riptide is just amazing. So my next match is from Lucha Underground, and we have Angelico, Son of Havoc, and Ivy Lee versus uh, the Crew, uh, Bayel Cortez, and Mister Cisco. Uh, this match was, to me. Not as much of a match as I expected. It was mostly just the crew beating down and, he'll, and beating down. I'm just gonna call them. Um, I'm just gonna call them ASI for now, just so I don't keep saying all their names. Yeah, I'm just gonna call them ASI for now. Uh, it was mostly the crew beating down ASI because hey, they uh, ASI. I already had. They already had a couple matches that night, right? Or they had one big match at, before this. And they got thrown right into this at the end for the for the titles. Um, and they just got the crap beat out of them at first because it was a no DQ match, so the crew just went off on them and just beat them with in the at, at, like in the stands. They beat them with kendo sticks and chair, and they they just just destroyed them. Uh, and then there was one big turnaround spot where, and Helico jumps from the tippy top of the stands to the ring on top of the crew and gets a huge crossbody to which Matt Striker gives the amazing 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 line of oh shit that was dope <laughs> exact words yes exact words um and and then ASI turn it around come back and win the trios titles uh I'm not going to lie, as much as it didn't feel like a match-match to me, it was still fucking awesome. Like, it was still sick. Like, I loved watching Angelico do that, because I I think I replayed it five times. <laughs> like, he did it, I waited, then I was like, rewind 30 seconds. He did it, I waited, rewind 30 seconds. Like, I just kept replaying it. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, cause there was, there was like this one shot where they're talking about him not, be, like, not being too far away to help. And he's just sitting there, like, looking at the ring, like, thinking about, like, oh, I'm really gonna do this, aren't I? Like, like, like you could see him, like, you could see his brain just contemplating the spot he's about to do. And he's like, oh, alright, here we go, I guess I'm gonna jump. <laughs> like, and then he does, and it's fucking awesome. I gave this match four and a half meatballs out of five. Uh, it was a really feel-good ending. Uh, they fought through the odds, and there was a huge, huge, flashy, big spot. Um, and I really liked it.
0: If I'm not mistaken, so the reason I gave you that match is simply because that is the star-making moment from Angelico, just doing that running crossbody off of it into the ring. Whereas before, I talked about like uh, the Phoenix Pentagon-Drago match, where you did a crossbody off of the same structure mm-hmm. onto the floor, which was great. But something about this was just so much crazier... And if I'm not, so the, the, that was the first thing I wanted to see. And if I believe the second thing was that like the reason he went to go save Lise in a sense was I believe Lise hurt her ankle. Yeah. yeah. And I, that was a shoot hurt her ankle. Like she actually like tore her ligaments or something. Oh,
2: for real? For real? Yeah. I thought uh, she was just selling it really well.
0: No, she like was legit injured, I believe. Um, and then she just, you know, was injured for a long time. Uh, if you really like this match, Mikey, I highly recommend... Basically, they do this match again, but as a ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe it's like a handicap ladder match, where it's the three versus the two, because Ivelisse is injured. Yeah. Makes and sense. Dario Cueto, the, the general manager, I guess, the promoter of Lucha Underground, loves that shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I and I would highly recommend that match to you as well, because mm-hmm. um, I think you would love that match just as much.
2: Oh, probably. All right, what's up next, Ryan?
0: Did you give me your meatball rating? Yeah. Yes, I gave
2: half. you four and a half. I gave it a four and a half meatball.
0: Next up is what was it? Joey Janella. defeating Nick Gage um, at the in a Ash, Asbury Park. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Asbury, my Jersey friend?
2: Asbury Park, baby. Asbury his Park home, Street. His fight. hometown again. His quotes. hometown. I'm pretty sure he's from my hometown, but Asbury Park sounds better on the on the uh, yeah. on the card
0: uh and for gcw at the skate and surf 2015 is skate and surf like that is that like a concert and, sort of like weekend
2: skate and surf is a fe- is is a festival weekend uh that usually consists of concerts and i'm pissed because i went to skate and surf i think in 2013 to see streetlight manifesto mm-hmm. uh shout out uh i went to go see streetlight manifesto i think in 2013 at skate and surf and i'm pissed that i missed this this
0: you missed it by two years i missed it by
2: a couple of years and i'm mad about it uh i also didn't know who joey janela even was at the time exactly so, <laughs> exactly uh and it was in asbury park so i'm sure it was great it was in joey Janella's hometown i'm sure i'm sure the, the crowd was thoroughly on his side
0: yeah, this was a fun match. Uh, obviously, when you're at a festival like this and you are GCW, you're going to brawl around town, and that's exactly what they did. You know, so it was a brawl, walk and brawl, but like the Kagezui Mamu match a little bit. It's weird that we're drawing similarities between some of these matches, but like that match, it's like it's a walk and brawl, but they did like a cool spot at the beginning of it to get you hyped and keep that like hypeness throughout the rest of the walk and brawl. So it doesn't like overstay. It's welcome. So getting to that point where you're jumping off the truck and doing a weird move, whatever. I don't even know how to describe Janela's move. A splash uh, onto Gauge that you know that helped immensely. It was a weird. They did like a weird sort of like they kept saying it was like a lights out match, uh, which was you know for some reason it it sort of took away the match a little bit because you know there were simply points where I couldn't see anything Uh, because like you know the moment they get out of the ring. There's like no light. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, it, but at that point, once they get back like, a the ring, it's just, you know, lots of bumps all over the place. This was, of course, a very young Joey Janella, uh, you know, getting a victory over a apparently at this time an unpinned in GCW Nick Gage. So it was like, it was Janelli, J- Janelli. It was Joey, it was Joey Janella sort of like cementing himself as the face of GCW, I would argue. And I argue that be solely on this one match and no other matches alone. But I would... Yeah, he was the champion, and he defended it against the unpinned man. So I was like, you know, that's perfect. That's what you need to do. But yeah, I believe I gave this a two and three quarters meatballs. Yeah, like, it was a fun match. You know, it was a fun match to watch. Uh, there was, obvi- I think what hurt it and what lowered the rating was just the fact that I can't see some of it. Which is hard. It sucks, but to... It's... Yeah, it, it's, t- it's tough to knock it off. Knock off someone's okay. match. That's true. It's hard to knock off someone's match because of production issues, but, like, hey, it's part of the enjoyment.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, So I am going to roll on to my last match of my ten matches, and that is uh, Young Bucks and Ibushi versus Mysterio, Bandito, and Phoenix at All-In. Uh, This match was this was awesome how could it not be (laughs) like look at these like look at these names and you tell me this match wasn't gonna be good and you're wrong like this match is just so good uh i love the bucks i love phoenix i love mysterio bandino and abushi i haven't watched as much as the other handful um but they did their they, they both did an awesome job in this match uh Ibushi was great, the golden what was it, the the Golden Elite. Uh this match was just good. Uh there was a huge pop when Ibushi and Mysterio stepped in the ring because I think they said it was the first time ever. Uh which was which even even to me, who has never who has never watched an Ibushi match, it was awesome. Like, like
0: mm-hmm. Ubushi <laughs> has this star I know, quality yeah, yeah, about no, him.
2: Like I I've never watched him, but I know of his status and I know he is basically a legend
0: at this point oh yeah i guess so yeah
2: so when i saw these two step in the ring and hearing it was the first time ever these two have stepped in the ring it was it, 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 it definitely changed the feeling of the match for me and it was awesome uh, uh sorry good
0: so did this my question to you mikey is did this match feel rushed at all
2: i don't think it felt rushed because this is the pace i'm used to seeing these guys at Especially Phoenix and the Bucks, I know they are—they're both very much throw it all on the line and just keep doing spot, 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 and just keep the match going. Um, and what if I told of, what if wrestlers? I told
0: you what if I told you that this match was originally supposed to have like five to ten more minutes, but because of an earlier match in the card young bucks and all of them were like we only have like 5 minutes 5 minutes to do this match and they just went out there and were just like spot go 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 just do the thing do the I, I
2: think I I didn't I didn't feel like it was rushed at all I just thought that was just the pacing of the match because like I said that to me that's not surprising because that's how yeah. the bucks and that's how phoenix and that's how these guys work they work fast and they do spot 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 spot, spot. and it's but
0: you know, that says something about the guys. Exactly, says something about those people in the match.
2: Exactly. For me, it didn't feel rushed, and it didn't feel like it was supposed to be ten extra minutes longer. It just felt like another match where they were just like spot, 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 and I was like, I was like, yeah, that's just how it is. That's just how they do. So like, I wasn't mad that this this was fast because they packed so much into it that even though it was a little fast, it was still awesome, and I still really liked it. I gave this one. Sorry, my sheet is being weird, and I forgot. I gave this one four point seven five meatballs out of five. Uh, I I love this one. I I thought it was great. It was it was definitely a super sick match. um, Where in the end, uh, the Bucks and Ibushi do pick up the victory.
0: Yeah, it was great. Uh, I watched that and I was like, "Oh, this is so good." It was so good. Um, let's go to the last match you rec- recommended me, Mikey. Um, it was Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson versus Tyler Black triple threat match in Ring of Honor at Ring of Honor Bound to Hate in 2008.
2: Yeah, I saw this. Um, I saw just the three people in this match, and I was like, "This." There was two matches in this. I was like, "I'm giving Ryan a lot of Mikey matches." I'm gonna throw in some Ryan matches because I know he'll love these. And it was this mm-hmm. one, and it was Tyler Black, Kevin. D.
0: This match, ironically enough, I believe I watched the day before you recommended this match to me. Mm-hmm. Really? I like. I was like, I just watched it the other day, and I was just like, and then you're like, oh, watch this match. I was like, well, I already watched it. <laughs> one less match for me to.
2: <laughs> it's it's um, funny that both of our last matches are the elite. Like,
0: yeah, the elite, baby. Um. So yeah, th- this match was uh it opened up with uh obviously a ring of honor they have, you know, the rules of honor where you're supposed to shake hands with e- the competitor before the match and stuff. Um easy way to figure out who the heels are. Uh the, the match opens up
2: like this and then, they go, hey, this and then they go. Yeah, exactly. And, like, brush
0: their uh, back. <laughs> yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad you said what it was. <laughs> In this outside this In for this, this audio, audio media um so matt the match opens with omega shaking uh, both brian danielson's hand and tyler black's hand but Br- black and danielson refused to shake each other's hand um, which i thought was great uh in fact at one point tyler black wanted omega to help him beat up brian danielson um which omega shot down at first but after a lo- uh, an individual lockup with brian danielson Omega was like nope, changed his mind, he went to go help Black, but then Black immediately turned his back on o- on Omega and beat him down, which I thought was a great rookie moment mm-hmm. for uh Kenny Omega here, like in Ring of Honor at 2008. It was like, oh, that was a great, yeah, he's the rookie guy, which you got to remember in this match. Kenny Omega is a rookie. You know, he's not the best bout machine. I mean, yeah, he this was, was billed this as was
2: 12 years ago, like
0: Yes, he was billed as like, oh, this Canadian native, you know, he's getting a big opportunity for him to compete on this big stage against these guys. And it's like, now looking back on it, it's like, this is a huge matchup that if this happened today, you would be like, what the, what, what? That It'd be insane. I was about to say, imagine, imagine um,
2: this match, but Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins.
0: It would be insane. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy to watch. It was great work by all three men. You know, like the handshake. Omega played the bridge between Black's high impact style and Danielson's technical experience. Uh, Danielson ended up getting the pin over um, uh, over Omega. Oh no, not the pin. Getting the win is what I meant to write. Over Omega by uh, repeated elbows to the neck, which ended up bust- busting open Omega's nose or something or mouth Yikes. or something in the process. And then immediately put him into this finisher, the cattle mutilation. Um, it was a very, very solid match. Uh, check it out when you get the chance. No real rush, but it's definitely one of those things. It's like you got, you should check it out. Yeah, I definitely, um, will. I definitely will. Yeah, it was. What did I give it? I gave it uh, three and a quarter meatballs. Is nice. um, as good as the triple threat at the beginning of the list you gave me, Mikey. Tie <laughs> it all, the way, we're tying it all the way around.
2: It comes full circle, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Full circle. Man, we did that one hundred percent on purpose. Yeah.
2: It comes full circle almost like a lap on a racetrack. Oh my God. <laughs> Which to say that this this lap is all wrapped up and we have gone through yet another one on Mikey's Indy five hundred. Thank you everyone for joining me. And thank you, Ryan, for being a guest on the show and having and having some fun with me reviewing some matches, uh getting closer to yeah, that five hundred so mark. Much.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Mikey. It, it, this was a lot of fun, and I, I really like this sort of secret stana, secret stanta. secret stanta. uh secret stanta. Uh, uh, where you know that sort of that sort of thing about like you giving out matches to guests and stuff. I really like that. I really like that format a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, this was fun. It was fun just talk shooting the shit about wrestling. We of all the booking and stuff that you and I do on Hit the Books, we don't get the chance to like just shoot the shit, talk about wrestling every once in a while and I this was a great I like this this was this was a lot of yeah, fun yeah
2: it was definitely awesome um so like I said that wraps up for another lap of Mikey's Indy 500 thank you all again for joining me send in your match suggestions uh to at MikeyM133 on Twitter or at Pod on Twitter uh using the hashtag htb 500 send me your independent wrestling matches uh for me to watch and review and I Ryan I definitely want to have you back at some point because this was awesome I love talking indie yeah, wrestling I'd with love you and to. shooting the shit um, yeah,
0: I would love to come back.
2: I, I'm going to, you know what? Since you're the special guest, I'm going to send you the plug for our other show. Shoot it over your way.
0: Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, check out Hit uh, hey the Books. If you're listening to this podcast, um, you know, that's on the same podcast feed, um, check out Hit the Books. You know, every Friday, you know, Mikey and I, actually, just starting out, Mikey and I, next Friday will be, you know, last. Let me do this plug over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh yeah listen to hit the books every friday uh mikey and i yesterday i guess the time of this recording uh we released the episode of us doing the draft which was us we've decided to go our separate ways in the booking and i'm booking raw he's booking smackdown so yesterday we booked or we released the episode of us drafting our own separate rosters and next week we will be doing the first episode of that those separate roster those separate bookings those separate drafting stuff um, so I highly recommend it. Uh, big, ex- I'm really excited about this new season of Hit the Books. Obviously, it's a big, it's a big step for us. You know, it's a little bit you know, more work and stuff to put in, but it's it's something that I am very excited about because I I think the potential of things is very exciting, yeah. especially when we get to like Survivor Series and 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 uh, and and what other shows? Yeah, <laughs> is Survivor it's Series definitely... the only one we're against each other. Money in the Bank, I guess. It's gonna be
2: bit. great. Uh, it's gonna be Royal Rumbles cool. and whatnot. Um, I'm very excited for us to finally be booking raw as well. Uh so we're covering almost the whole spectrum. Uh NXT is still up in the air. Uh-huh. Uh but oh, we yeah, guy, we are yeah. still covering basic we are covering the whole spectrum of WWE now and I'm
0: We're slowly growing the the fantasy booking network. Yeah. <laughs> Not like the network of like shows we cover. Yeah.
2: Uh so yeah, tune into that every Friday. Uh we just had our draft yesterday, so we're getting right into season 3. And it'd be really cool if you tuned into that as well. It's right on the same feed as Nike's 9500. And I'm sure you'll love it just as much as you love this show. And with all the plugs out of the way, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for joining me on on another lap. And adios.